0: <laughs> so that's that's pretty good. That it's, is that's pretty more than 99% effective. effective
1: so. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, okay. uh, right we're recording. Let me take a sip of coffee. Oh, the black wicket, liquid of joy. Liquid courage, toffee. Uh, it's, the, it's the elixir of the gods.
0: Oh, you, you know what, Barrett? Uh, you know, since we're already in the podcast, I don't think we did like a hello, everybody, but uh, we should mention Chris Christofferson, retired. Retired? Retired, retired. Boy, Chris Christofferson's not allowed to retire. I know. I know Chris is Chris Christofferson, uh, a legend, uh, a Rhodes Scholar, Army I didn't vet. I know he was a Rhodes Scholar. Rhodes Scholar. He's Ar- I mean, Rhodes, he's a uh, slightly brilliant dude, he's incredibly intelligent. Army vet. Musicians so, aren't allowed to retire. I think he said you know I can't I can't do anymore he's like 82 83 yeah man. that's true uh, singer songwriter actor uh, Christian uh, yeah it's just an incredible person he wrote uh, of course me and Bobby McGee one of the great songs of- he,
1: he wrote a lot of things that you no one gives him no one really yeah. understands his yeah. impact on yeah. on music you know because yeah. me and Bobby McGee was uh, what's her face? That everyone, yeah, yeah Jan Joplin, who recognizes the song, but at the end of the day, no, it was Chris Christopherson. Yeah, his uh Greatest Hits album was one of my favorite uh CDs pumping in my big blue four by four Texas truck. Yeah, up, yeah, man. yeah. I, I used to
0: love Chris Christopherson, I think he's from Brownsville, yeah, originally Brownsville, Texas. And so shout those, out to Brownsville for those who don't know Brownsville.
1: Brownsville. Uh yes, good things can come from Brownsville. <laughs> shout Absolutely, out to yeah. shout out to our big listening audience and so listen to all Texas. our <laughs> all our listeners in Brownsville.
0: Uh uh yeah, so he, uh, Chris Christofferson has retired. Wow. Just which is, which is sad.
1: Uh it is sad. I'm gonna listen to a little Chris Christofferson today in yeah, honor yeah. in honor of the man. Uh, Sunday maybe I'll introduce my children to Chris Christofferson yeah, and they'll look at me painfully, thinking, why are we listening to this dad? But you know, yeah. that's all right. Uh, there was a post of a friend of mine from, on Facebook the other day and he said, um, he said uh, what was it? It was time. My wife and I decided that we needed to introduce our children to the reality that music is more than a 30 second clip. Uh, oh, and yeah. all these different things about, you know, kind of TikTok and, and everything else. And so he went through like, you know, they're, they're my age. And so it was like Beastie Boys and they just kind of Nirvana just went down the list. And
0: yeah. anyway, he says, Yeah, some great, great albums. So albums have kind of gone, I mean, I think there's still people still make good albums and still people want an album, right? You want a, a song, an album you can listen to first song to last. And but it's it's not as common. Yeah. As it's not part as a cult part of the culture, have, even having that tangible thing to hold. So you know, yeah, things change. Technology yeah. and communications change, but yeah. Songs haven't really changed though, you know. No. But if you think about it, we still people still listen to three to four minute poems set to music. Uh, for a long time now.
1: I don't I don't know if I would call some of the music coming out today a poem. No, no, <laughs> no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to the <laughs> Rabbit Trails podcast. <laughs> hey, do us a, do us a favor if you're if you're this far into it, you obviously uh, are willing to endure painful uh, intros. Actually, we we think it's interesting, but uh, but anyway, you're here for more than just our selection and musical fine musical tastes of Chris Uh We would greatly appreciate it if you would if you have not left a review on iTunes. If you like us, please go and leave a five star review. If you don't like us, um, forget I said it and just move on with your life and enjoy yourself. Uh, but a five-star <laughs> review would be helpful. Subscribe on some kind of platform. Apple uh, is great, uh, Spotify, uh, various other platforms, you know, whatever podcasting application that you do, even if you don't think you're gonna listen to it every, every week, uh, just the fact that you subscribe helps, us, uh, helps more people find us. And hopefully you think that uh, our ideas and people we interview are reasonably tolerable to for other people to listen to as well. If you're familiar with, uh, oh, what's that? Is it? Is it The Tipping Point uh, by Malcolm Gladwell? Yeah, I believe so. He he classifies people and some of them were called mavens. And... um, a maven is a person who likes to talk about things and introduce people to to things and kind of make connections. And so we need some of those people for this podcast, aren't it? Anyway, okay, that was the longest intro we've ever had. Uh, That's a good one. Into <laughs> subscribe, people. You're getting this for free. What more do you, What more do you want from me?
0: <laughs> what else do you want uh, from us? <laughs>
1: Uh, wow, Chris Christoph, you know I, I love that. Do you do you have like a service that sends you like updates of like uh, random music tidbits of like it's this person's birthday, it's this anniversary, or you just you you must have an incredibly well like the the uh, oh, there's an eloquence here that I was going for, and now I've completely lost it. Uh, your your news feed as well,
0: chronicled. <laughs> So on Twitter, so so I, I'm on Twitter, but I mainly follow like I'm very, I'm very uh, careful about who I follow, but I follow a few people. I noticed you don't follow me. I'm I just think kidding. I do. I'm just, I'm just I, totally I don't, follow don't follow you.
1: I don't get. I'm not on Twitter very much. I was just, I'm just, like, yeah. I'm just being a jerk.
0: <laughs> but but uh, but I, I so people who are who talk about a report on music, I do tend to follow, and a few artists, you know, who are like I follow Lyle Love. It Lovett's Love. It's a good follow. I would. He, just because, he, like, he posts, he he like I do I mean, he 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 always sings in his his incline like I think it's First Luther incline in their in their Christmas service. And so he, oh, he'll like huh. post the live stream. So he he's very he, he like he's really good on Twitter. You gotta you gotta kind of gotta kinda kinda cultivate a good Twitter following and make sure you got good content. And it's not- yeah, you
1: know, Twitter is a Twitter. There's actually a lot of really great stuff on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but, but a lot of crap. But if a lot
1: you end up falling out of the politics or the oh the Twitter crowd or everything else, it's toxic. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of fun stuff like um you know, there's one guy um he is he does do politics, Jonah Goldberg, but um yeah, he yeah. also he also loves quadrupeds. So um he posts a lot of just fun stuff about dogs and it's just yeah. kind of nice just to check your mind out of oh, yeah, th- yeah. this is a puppy and I kind of miss the internet age when we took pictures of lattes.
0: Yeah. I, well, I think that, yeah. I think
1: we need more pictures of cats and lattes on the internet again. Yeah,
0: I agree. Conan O'Brien's a good follow because oh, he just yeah. tweets out jokes every once in a while. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I so music. I follow a lot of people in music, a lot of people in American soccer. So that's where I kind of get that's the news I get. I've, I've built my own kind of that that keeps me connected or Wes Anderson stuff. You know, I mean,
1: you know, my problem with things like Twitter and Facebook is that. Um, I inevitably will read comments, and then, yeah. and then I perceive the comments section as a burning building that I have to run into.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: And uh, I'm the in, I'm the one who inevitably ends up dying in that burn, uh, burning, burning yeah, yeah. building. So I, I have to be really careful. But I'm, I'm glad you, you are more controlled and and more disciplined with your, uh, uh yeah,
0: your. Well, I've learned the hard way. I've learned the hard way because I'm, I'm a, I'm a person who's like, oh, okay, you got, you have an opinion. Let me share my opinion, you know, <laughs> but I, I've noticed a lot of people don't show their work, you know, so I'm always yeah. like, well, you know, actually, I, you know, I, was, I used to say, stuff like, well, actually, if you read these authors, they say, and then they'd be like, no, that's wrong. You're wrong. You're an idiot. And then I'm like, okay, well, that's not, that's not what, <laughs> that's not what I was thought was going to happen here. But then, so then I've just realized, stay away. I'm, I'm, I'm interested in having conversation, but, you know, apparently so, some people aren't.
1: So Twitter's a crazy place or Facebook's a crazy place because everyone likes to put up, uh, you know, Instagram, whatever. Uh, everyone always puts up these, uh, you know, inspirational quotes or meaningful quotes or whatever else. And sometimes you find some real gems there. Um, I I would love to hear your opinion on uh, this quote, which could be found on Twitter. I have no idea okay. if it has been. Uh, when everything is missions, nothing is missions, you know, the person to attribute this quote to, because we talked about this before, but before we, we got to prep. segue to a conversation. We did need to segue. We were getting,
0: we were getting down a deep rabbit hole that was going in a, yeah, we were, we were almost starting to like grandpa Simpson, you know, get off, get off my, my lawn. Get off my kids. lawn.
1: I used yeah. to be filled with piss and vinegar. Now I'm just filled with vinegar. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, it'll, it'll be it'll be a cold day in hell that when I represent when I re- recognize the the state of Missouri. That was another. One.
1: <laughs> I, would, I love the Simpsons.
0: Uh, okay, so when everything <laughs> is
1: missions, nothing is missions. Who was it? Who was the person who said
0: that? I believe the the missiologist is uh, Stephen Neal. Okay, uh, who, who wrote who wrote that? um So, agree or disagree?
1: I feel like this just turned into the McLaughlin Group.
0: Wrong. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I would probably, you know, maybe like several years ago, I would have, I would have disagreed. I would have probably said, no, but I I think what he's, he's talking about there in in the way he's in the, in the context is correct that um, there has, you have to have some focus when you're talking about what is missions or mission Uh, and it can't, it just can't be, well, it's everything, you know. Um, to a certain degree, I still believe that that God is going to use everything for good and for the the blessing of the world uh, that is done in His name. Uh, but you know, maybe, maybe that's a different different element of, so what, of theology.
1: What what falls into this category, right? So he's 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 obviously making that statement to try to. It's a corrective statement, right? Yeah. It's a perspective that hey, we need to we need to make sure we're not missing the point here. Um, you know, oftentimes it can be said in churches or in different things, you know, everyone is a missionary uh, yeah. or, you know, and hey, there's a lot of there's there, there's a certain amount of truth to that. It's um, the Great Commission was ultimately given to all disciples, not just a select few. Um, this, that and the other thing. Um, but I feel like missions in general um, is we've talked about this before has fallen on hard times. Yeah. Um, and there's that little bit there of, Hey, especially we, we talked a little bit about getting into Ed Stetzer. or we may not do it here, but I think we'll save that for another podcast, but he talks about the idea of just the search for justice and, and all these, but not to lose focus of, um, missions and what not living missional, but missions, uh, the idea of proclamation of the gospel. So, if the the converse or the opposite of that statement would be um if basically missions m- missions is just living out being a christian in in this life right so living yeah. out the the truth of the biblical story
0: yeah well it was it was a theological movement that comes mainly out of more progressive mainline uh, denominations, and I, I want to be careful. I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying it was a bad thing, but the idea was that God is fully active, which I think is, is is true. And so God is, and God does mission, which I think also is true. And so what it said was then, therefore, to some degree, we don't need. You know, and there, it, it obviously came out a little bit of the embarrassment of you know proclamation in, in a time when 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 that was at least on the progressive side of the, of the church was beginning to, and this is, you know, early 20th century, where there was a, a shift away from needing to, you know, maybe a little bit of embarrassment beginning to start about, you know, propaganda or feeling like we were forcing things, but, but also, you know, also probably a, a bit of a beginning to feel a little of, you know, t- you know, Schleiermachian, there's a word for you, um, you know, theo, 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 theologic theological, theological, theological perspective of, Hey Jesus, yeah, you know it's a nice story and it's a good myth and it it is meant to help us. And God's God's there's certainly God and there's certainly Jesus and there there there's something going on there, but we really can't we really can't say. And so the church is about um, bringing about you know societal change and and I think on, the the good side of that is hey, the church is supposed to be active. God is doing something in the world. The bad side of it is it, is it lost the it lost focus and um and and it lost a, a a belief and a confidence in in the word of god and what you know i think is fairly clear and i think what ed was getting in the article of saying n- n- there is a clear message in the bible about the proclamation of the gospel about telling people about jesus and, and so when you when you get rid of that you, or you take that away or you you become nervous of that uh, you lose well really you really the main thrust of of the, of the scriptures of the the thrust of salvation history which is g- getting people to know god uh you know wait that's a then what does that mean no that's a whole other thing we're not we don't necessarily need to get in there but the, the proclamation now on the flip side of that i think american evangelicalism this is this tends to be a very american maybe northern european problem it doesn't really affect the rest of the global church, the rest of the global church understands that missions is number one, proclaiming the gospel, but also serving your neighbor. It, you know, Jesus did both things. Why, why yeah. are, why are we balancing these two things off of each other?
1: Why have we pitted
0: them against each yeah, other? They shouldn't be pitted. We, you proclaim the gospel, you serve the least of these, you proclaim the gospel, you fight, you know, you, for the justice of the oppressed. Those are things that, you know, are, are, are clear. Uh, but we've, we, I think, in the American church, we, the evangelical side, when we went to. Well, we only preach the gospel. If you start, if you start serving the poor, now I think those are also a little bit of um, straw men that we've created. Because I, I, if you look through the history of American evangelicalism, that's I, I can't think of a church that I know currently, and I can't really think of in the history that's constantly been involved in uh, orphan, taking care of orphans, building hospitals, doing something. Uh, that,
1: yeah. So then this is the real, I think that's a fascinating thing, right? Because you do have some coming out of what I would say, the misunderstood and mischaracterized misapplied ideas of a dispensational theology. So mm-hmm. it's all going to yeah. burn and and no good dispensationalist would have ever said that, but many, unfortunately people who, who wore that moniker did say it, um, but who said, yeah, it's all going to burn, so we just got to focus on souls, winning the souls. Yeah. And there's this, yeah. you know, we could go through the history of it, but but there is this history there where people started, re, started saying, well, we just need to focus on the proclamation. So we started forgetting about the fact that we live here and now and that we're also heralds of a, an actual earthly, tangible kingdom to come. And so once we lost focus of that, then it all became about heaven. So we would, you know, even in the parlance of the day, right? We would say things like, um, you know, well, when I get to heaven, uh, you know, sort of thing, rather than, well, no, heaven, heaven comes down. Um, and then of course, depending upon your theology, we, you can argue about okay, what that's going to look like and when that is and everything else. Yeah. But, the, but the truth is, is that the church has always held to some kind of earthy, earthy aspect of that yeah. at, at some point. But the I I think the the, the hard part is when you, I, I get that when we're, pro, pro, the, the error that we make is that when we start going, well, this whole proclaiming thing, we're kind of being a little bit, you know, we're missing some of the points, right? So we swing the pendulum. Yeah. Um, pendulum swinging in history doesn't often turn out very well at all yeah. like with any with any general thing. It's kind of but we we do that as humans for some reason. And it yeah. seems to me that the pendulum swing of well, we just need to bring a more just society. Um, and if we just do that, then people will come to Christ or whatever else. I think we also miss the fact that part of the or a big part of who we are as Christians is to proclaim the good news of jesus christ part of that good news is the justice to come but also part of it is forgiveness yeah and that's i think that seems to me what what's fallen on hard times is this idea that we need to be forgiven and that we stand on a we stand on the outside of a of a broken relationship with god that's something that's just missing in a lot of kind of discussion today we don't like to highlight that one anymore do we
0: yeah. I think there's a, there's a, there's a cultural thing. I also think with the, this, the pendulum swing thing tends to be perspectival and that I, I'm not sure it, it really ever happened. If, if you know what I mean? Like, I think mm. you have voices, but, but this is, this is why, because I think there, I think what, what so what, what I'm going to get here is I think you're going to have a lot of people on the right now on the, who swung towards the justice and mercy role. God, thank God. But they've, they've created the straw man that, well, historically American evangelicalism has not concerned itself with mercy and justice. I I think it's just flat out wrong. I I, I don't think that the history bears that out. I think we've, we've, we've said things, but in, in, at the, in the day and day, we, as a, as a whole, of course you've had ministries that have been like, we're not going to do that. And you other, but as a whole, we've balanced out really well. And there's books about this, uh, you know, the, this the, the the evangelical impetus globally but even in america has has been i think fairly balanced so i think i think the pers- I, I really don't believe there's been this kind of imbalance uh, hmm. that's last i mean world vision is one of the largest humanitarian aid organizations in the world that was started in the 50s the 40s yeah. which would be the height of america the, the growth of american evangelicalism in which we would often in my mind i would go well those are the guys who are super only proclaim the gospel i'm like you know, IJM. I mean, we, we we you know the Bush much of the Bush administration initiative in Africa was was you know galvanized and strengthened by evangelicals in America. So I, I just don't I don't see it. Uh, now I think if you want to say well we've been focused on different issues and maybe we haven't come together on what people feel is a big issue now I think that's fair. So there, there we, there's been some things that we've missed.
1: Yeah or yeah so so there're glaring holes in some reality, holes, but, justice initiatives and everything yeah. else and yeah but
0: but as a whole so now i think what you're seeing is these false these false swings which i'm like i don't think they're necessary i don't think that we need to pit these two things against each other so i think you're right there's now you the, the feels like we we shouldn't talk about people needing jesus and i think i think that's because i think it's it's a perceived swift shift away from and once again, I I'm, I want to be careful that it, you know it maybe it's not as strong of a swing as it seems that way, but it maybe maybe it's not. But what I would want to go is get people back to to where we're supposed to be biblically, right? Biblically, we should be doing both. There's there should we should you, you can't you can't share the gospel with uh, people who are suffering and in pain. and go, wow, sorry about your pain. You know, I'm pretty I'm pretty
1: good at it. I don't know about you,
0: but if you if you just read this book, it's, you know, don't worry. You, you're going to, so, you know, and that's, and, and if you read the Bible, I mean, what, what is true religion? I think there's some in James you know, taking care of orphans and widows. Yeah.
1: So, so here's an interesting thing. I had friends who were missionaries in uh, I'm forgetting which part of Africa. Um, and they were there for gospel proclamation, but she was a registered nurse and he was a, bovine specialist.
0: Yes. They were and from Texas. So, when
1: and you. yes, they were. Yes. He had gone to Texas A&M. And, yes. Uh, and so he, so he, he would go out into the bush for weeks at time and help people increase the number of cattle, you know, and overall health of cattle and, and everything else so that they could, you know, have a better life. Um, but the main reason they were there was gospel proclamation, yeah. but they also recognized that there's a role that we can fulfill here. That's very important. That seems to me that the, that's been a a deep and meaningful Christian missionary heritage. I mean, yeah. even when I was in central Asia, um, I was there for gospel proclamation, but I also taught conversational English classes because I was helping
0: Uh, Sure. Yeah. Um, we care about people. Like if we don't care about people, we don't love people. If we're just trying to tick people off on a checklist like, what's the point? Yeah. You You can't,
1: you can't make it a means to an end, but here's a, here's a question. So is it possible that is it, is it possible that certain people, um, maybe by virtue of giftings, maybe just by virtue of their leanings, not saying that we, Because of a gifting or whatever else, someone should not focus on either proclamation or you know caring for people out of their reflection of you know the Imago Day. But um what is it possible that certain people in God's economy should be focusing mostly on proclamation because that's just what God's gifted them to do, and that others should be focusing on some of the more tangible things, not, not to the exclusion of others, but, but that, hey, maybe it's okay that y- your wheelhouse is just this proclamation thing, uh, not just,
0: but part, partly that. Yeah. But, okay, so here's our, here's our problem in modern Western society is we have the parachurch organization, which is, which is a blessing, right? But parachurch, church organizations specialize. Yeah. Right. So IJM specializes in getting lawyers and government officials to help get people out of sexual slavery and, you know, slavery, you know, labor, uh, you know, so, but that is, a, that's a deeply evangelical Christian organization that, uh, you know, um, that works with evangelical churches to do those things. So I think when we we were looking at the new Testament, they're talking about the, the body of the, of church, you know. So mm-hmm. I think there's a difference between parad church and the church. Right. The church is not supposed to be specialized. The church right. is supposed to embody like I think what Stephen Post was talking about is supposed to be an embodied sent community. It's a missionary community sent into the world to preach the gospel, but also to live out the values right. of, of it. And so our problem is we often look at organizations that go, Well, they're not doing that. I'm like, well, Yeah, but they're they're specializing within a wider community to help churches or help you know, do whatever they do. So I I think you're right. I think in the sense of organizations, I think it's great that we have certain organizations that may do just evangelism. Uh, now I think in, in the Western postmodern world, I think, you know, if, if, if we're not tied into some kind of gospel witness that also brings credibility to who we are, then that's a problem. But I think I don't know anyone who's preaching the gospel uh, only who when their friends come to them and say hey um i'm really struggling here they don't they don't go oh yeah well let me help you mm-hmm. you know so i think so I, I don't think necessarily it also always means we're we're doing big issues i think it means like women well, no, we just care and love for people and we we look out for our neighbors and in, and serve them, you know, that's, that's going to bring credibility. Uh, so, so so I I think, I think you're right. I don't think we have to, Well, I don't know if you said that or not, but the question was, I, th- I think we can have the specialization. I think certain people can have a certain office or, or role that's more than one or the other. I think that's all right. But, but as a, I think as a church, as a community, right. we, we, you, you, you need to be doing all of it. Right. Um, and I think, I think when I look at the churches, I know, I think they're, they are trying to do all that stuff, you know, they're trying to well, so, preach and also live out and, and serve their communities.
1: So was part of the problem then when the, when the, when someone is using a critique that is um, appropriate for the church, but applying it to parachurch, uh, it could be, there's some danger uh, there.
0: Yeah. I think just, I think it's just the reality of where we are in the world, you know, I, I think it's, it's hard to, you know, we're, we're, unfortunately Cruz is a, is a, is a tricky situation because we're much bigger than just even a parachurch organization. Right. You know? we're not, we're not, you know, I was on a board meeting. Uh. Well, we, not a board meeting, but like kind of a, we, we have this in Spain, we, we invite uh other Christians and leaders in, in, in Spain to come and look at our numbers, you know, give us some feedback, but, you know, and we had some new people and they're like, they were like, you guys, you guys are what, what do you do? You guys do like a million things. You don't you, you don't have one, you know, thrust. Right. One of the one and and one person who who had been who knows us pretty well sp- spoke up and said, No, 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 no. This is this is what crew is in Spain. That they, they, they do a ton of stuff. it's, it's awesome to let people just go and try stuff and you know, experiment and they're doing tons of stuff. It doesn't make any sense, but it's really cool, you know. It's, <laughs> so we that's our, our our problem, I think, in a big organization like crew. We don't have a We have a defining principle, but that principle, because we're trying to, we're trying to, at least in the campus ministry, create communities on campus. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, up until that, that that brings a whole different, right. You know, know, it's
1: interesting. We're having this discussion uh, here in Sweden um, currently and, and, you know, every, every, we were trying to go through and just looking at our campus ministry. So we're in, soon to be six different locations and oh, that's awesome. And, um, but the reality is, is we look incredibly different in every single one of those. Yeah. And in none of those places do we look like what, when one says campus ministry, do we look like what would typically be considered campus yeah. ministry? Yeah, totally. Um, in some places we're very heavily embedded in a local church. Um, in other places we're, we're partnering ecumenically with across churches. Um, I mean, it's just it's it's really it's really fascinating. I was talking with some of our leaders in a, in a different different city and you know they've been brought in by this one student group that's a conglomeration of other existing student groups and they're helping all the student groups focus on um, focus on evangelism. So we don't have an official student group at the university, but we're focusing on helping them yeah. build capacity and mentoring the leaders of these other groups uh, because they don't have staff capacity. And that's one of the things that we have. So anyway, so it's yes. a, it's a fascinating thing. Um, but yeah, that, that is a little bit of what we are. So yeah, it does, it does get complicated. I think the pitfall that, that when we think about this, if everything is missions, nothing is missions. I I think we, we need to be, <clears throat> you know, you talk about mission creep. Um, mm-hmm. I, it, it's interesting. I think we need to be very careful not to take the overall, like, Organizations or or whatever else, the proclamation of the gospel is a very important thing to yeah. be doing. Um, and that's in large measure missions. But that's not only yeah. what missions is. Missions is, also, missions is the heralding of the coming king in many forms and in many ways on frontiers yeah. that otherwise don't exist. Now, those frontiers may be in parts of your city. Uh, we, in an otherwise quote-unquote Christian area, that, I think that's missions. But then there's missions of frontier missions, like literally you know, no one's heard or very few people, or you're, in our case, trying to reclaim um, the gospel in a place that maybe has stepped away from that or forgotten it or lost its position of privilege or whatever else. And we're not looking for that position of privilege, but to make Jesus known where we are. And so there's a, there's a lot of things that need to be done there here here's what i would say we need to be careful not to make missions utilitarian mm-hmm. or exactly yeah or maybe the what we're doing so that even the good good news or the good deeds of what we're doing a utility to a, as a means to an end so like one of the things i've been thinking about lately is we don't go and serve someone um, so, like good example is is uh, La Fuente de Peregrino. You have a, a a house that's serving pilgrims along the road. That's not created only to be able to share the gospel with these pilgrims. That's actually that's backwards. That's yeah. actually manipulation. yeah, um we're serving a very tangible need because we love these pilgrims and we hope that along the way we can be able to create opportunities to share Christ with them. But you, you kind of have to hold those intention um, yeah. and that can get lost sometimes. And I actually think that that getting that lost bit. So the idea that like, it's just good strategy to hand out cookies yeah. Uh, so that I can share the gospel. I think the BS meter on people can go up pretty oh, quickly, very quickly. Um, and that's where I think people get confused with the, well, let's just make everything missions so that I don't have to feel bad about the cookies anymore. Like, yeah. no, I'm actually doing missions. Like, well, maybe, maybe not, but we need to go for forwards. And this is a, this gets me to a thing that I started thinking about this past weekend and i haven't been able to get it off my head but this is this i get a little bit frustrated sometimes when we we don't think through issues very well oftentimes so like we'll say things like but we create policies or ideas because it's a little bit easier than just dealing with the reality so well we're not going to go to x city because um you know, some strategic or legal reason or whatever else. When the strategic reason and the legal reason actually have nothing to do with the reason you're not going, they're just challenges. And you kind of want to cut the conversation. These are conversation and thinking problems. And I kind of feel like that everything's mission is, man, it's really hard to weigh my Struggle as a sinful being and wanting to share the gospel and find opportunity and create opportunity to do that. But at the same time, I don't want to manipulate someone into it. So therefore, I'll just say I'll do everything as missions. And that makes me feel better about not doing one or the other. And I think that's a real pitfall. When instead yeah. we need to feel, we need to constantly feel that tension of: Am I handing these cookies out because I want an opportunity to share the gospel, or am I handing these cookies out because I want to be a blessing to the person? And of course,
0: I hope to share the gospel, but that's a little. There's a difference there. Does yeah. that make sense? Oh, it, it totally makes sense. I think, and I think what you're getting at is maybe the heart of the the issue that that confuses you know our call. So, so you know, Jesus is sent by God the missionary into the world, Jesus then sends the church. Mm -hmm. Numerous times he sends the church. Uh, And then we are sent people. So our job is to go. Our job, whether that's crossing the street with your neighbors or going out to another country, our job is to go as as the people of God. The church is sent into the world to go to be, um, to proclaim. Well, I'll use a good Presbyterian phrase, to proclaim the gospel in word and deed. Mm-hmm. both both are powerful and, and you can't you can't proclaim the gospel and not live in you know a life of integrity and love and compassion for your neighbor and, and expect that people are going to accept that you know unless you're just doing digital ministry right and i mean i did not mean it that way but you're just <laughs> doing content right content's one thing right uh, but still someone knows you right someone who should know you who's an, who's an unbeliever um so if you're just doing content that's that's one thing but it's part of a bigger Scope So I, I, the specialization is important. I think it's good. But the, the question ultimately gets down to us is, is in our hearts. Do we love our neighbor, even our enemy? And are we willing to serve them without the reward, right? Or the payoff that they're going to trust Jesus. And I think that's where sometimes as organizations, we we make some big mistakes in saying, you know, because, you know, you, I've even heard it like, well, you need to move on from those people. They're not receptive or, and I'm like, ah, how do we know that? How do we, how do we yes. make those decisions now? And there's some strategy in saying, well, we need, we, we, what we're trying to do is a little different. But you know, we, we need to be really careful about our hearts. I think as an organization and as individual people, like, you know, if if I am a, a digital person and I'm creating content and that's something I do and I love to do, but am I doing it because I feel good about myself or because I really believe it'll serve? Someone, it'll help someone. Uh, and then do I have the integrity in my own life? And so you know, if you don't have that, that's right. But that's something we need to work on because I've been there before. I'm just like, well, I'm just trying to complete a, a task. You yeah, know? so he. I, th-
1: this brings us, we haven't put this, uh, interview up yet, but we just interviewed Steve, uh, Cuss and, uh, Mm -hmm. managing leadership anxiety. It was fantastic interview. And one of the things that we got into with him was just this idea of like, yeah, sometimes you, you become a pastor or a, uh, missionary or something based on your own anxieties and a desire to kind of meet those. And you didn't realize it at the time, but then here you are. And I think that's always the tension of a missionary. And I think this is one of the things that, there is no arrived person in ministry. No, no, no. There is no person who's g- thought it all out and is doing it perfectly. As a matter of fact, most likely if you find yourself in ministry, just like uh, my wife and I always kind of joke around. It's like, it seems like a lot of people who want to go into psychology in college are re- are in need of a really good counselor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like and, and why is that? Because they're on a journey of self-discovery. Now, yeah. part of that pain that's drove them to that also will make them a good counselor or psychologist or whatever yeah. else, hopefully. Um, and I do think that there's something with that in ministry that, we bring the ministry of reconciliation because we too are in need of and experiencing that reconciliation. And that's part of, I think what makes the gospel message and the way that God set it up so beautiful um, is if we can understand, yeah, I need these things just as much as anyone else. Or, you know, as Luther said, one, one beggar teaching other beggars, showing other beggars where to find food. That's incredibly important for us to remember in the, in the exercise of this is that it's, there there needs to be a certain amount of humility in recognizing I've got a lot to work out here. And then that yeah. means that I don't manipulate people um, yeah. into yeah. X, Y, or Z. Yeah.
0: I, I think, I think Matthew nine is a really, you know, it talks about Jesus doing, he's, he's going throughout the, the masses healing, teaching and announcing the kingdom of God. Mm. But healing is, you know, he's healing people. And then there's a yeah. part in there he sees the the people, the sheep without a shepherd, and he's moved to compassion. Yeah. And I, I, you see that that Jesus is moved to compassion many times. And our, our model in, you know, we're not going to become Jesus, but our model for ministry is Jesus. And he was moved by compassion for people. So I think if, peop, if we're, we need to work on also being moved by compassion, so that may mean, you know, just caring for a neighbor. It may mean. Traveling all the way to Africa to work with AIDS orphans, it may, it could, you know, it could mean that that that's evangelism too. Yeah, uh, he was moved by compassion to preach to denounce the kingdom of God, not just heal people. So I think I, I think the I I, I don't the that this dichotomy, I, I just don't think it exists. And I think we're and I think you're getting at it because it's really it's really about our hearts. Yeah. Well, it goes back to like
1: that. that. It goes back to Michael Medital and cruciform, yeah. you know, evangelism. So for those, go back to uh, Stockholm Syndrome is the name of the episode. Yeah, but yeah. Michael Michael really gets at it uh, really well. We need to have him back on. Uh, but it is the heart. It is the heart. Uh, who was it, Larry Crabb, that said if you come, if you, if you, if you come to the gospel and to someone, you yourself looking for basically being not more or less needy, but I mean, not, I don't think he says needy, but basically that then you deficient. Maybe I forget what it is, but basically then it becomes manipulation rather than ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And um I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I've been guilty of that a ton. um I think we all, I'm, you know,
0: it, that's, that's something that happens. And I, yeah, I, I think yeah. we've all, uh, especially as we're growing, you know, we've made those mistakes. Yeah. So
1: certainly, so, So here's, here's what I saying. I think we should wrap up, but there is a tendency to think that we're swinging the pendulum, I guess, um, that, okay, we're going to swing it towards uh, good deeds, justice, for lack of a better way of saying those things. And those things are incredibly important. Those part of God's kingdom and part of God's heart. You can't get away from it. You also can't get away from the fact that the greatest missionary ever, uh, Paul, um, used the words proclaim knowledge. Like he, these are all speaking Things And it's not just speaking with hands, although we can do that, but there is a, there is a necessity for proclamation of the gospel and that's okay. And, but there is a whole gospel too. There's not just, man, more and more, the longer I'm, I'm in ministry, the more that I lean upon the return of Christ is the fullness of the gospel, not just, you know, forgiveness of sins. Although we need that
0: message as well. Yeah. Well, I think. You know Stetzer here. He says he is a. Uh, hold on, I'm going to look at it real quick the the actual quote. He says he's a integralist prioritist, integral prioritist, which means he believes mission missions should should be integrated, should be holistic, but the priority really should always be to the expansion of the kingdom through the proclamation, mm-hmm. through the sent people, and I, I think that might be a good. Place to sit. Maybe it doesn't make everyone feel comfortable, uh, but I think it's a good because you know. And I, I think that it what was the book? Um, oh, it's a, the the Inner Barthian, it's a great book about how to preach the gospel in in more postmodern context where the the, the one lost. Yeah, but then the the companion piece that goes with that, the actual the talks oh, about the four circles where you know the, the 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 goal of the gospel is that we. We're separated from God. We need to, we need unity because if we need to be unified with God, we need to know Him. Because if we want to go into the world to heal it, how can we we heal the world if we're not being healed ourselves by by Jesus? And how can we not heal the world if we don't bring that message of healing and reconciliation and forgiveness and mercy that only comes to the cross and the resurrection? How you know? So so there, I think those that's the other view I think deeply theologically, you can't really talk about justice, mercy that's going to really have an impact in the long term if that's not tied to the cross uh, in some way.
1: It's incredible because it seems like if we can get a hold of that really well and do that well, that, that seems like a fantastic message to bring. I mean, the stumbling stone of Jesus Christ put aside, but that's a fantastic message for a secular world. Yeah. But obviously Jesus is a, is a big deal and people are the pride of man is not going to let them just accept that. But, um, but I still think it's obviously worth proclaiming. And that's part of a priest, right? So that's, that's Paz's point. Yeah, We as priests stand to proclaim in the midst of everybody so that some people will remember, mm-hmm. um, not just, not just, a yeah, select few who go well. I guess this is our our role, but rather mm-hmm. that we we stand to proclaim the goodness of God and as a reminder, and even to stand in the gap and to intercede uh, when we can.
0: Yeah, I think those. Two and I think roles... it was it was something he said to, in a world that's more and more fractured and divided, where our our project is about bringing people together. Yeah. But how can you bring people together if there isn't a cross that says you're forgiven? You're forgiven. You two can live in community, reconciled together. And so I think that that's the other thing we offer the society, at least the Western society. You know, that 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 is. To, and he, I think he says that, he says if that if you can tell people that's your project, who's going to go? Oh, okay. Well, that that sounds good. I don't know if right. that will happen. Right. Do that, but yeah, that would make for a better world. Most people are mm-hmm. going to go. No. But you but I don't think you can do that without the cross. Without well
1: it. And, and, and that then that brings us to a then the how of that, right? So you've got the yeah, you you've got to have the cross. Um you've got to have and that's an ugly thing that that people don't like. We recoil against the cross, and yeah. that's I think that's the danger of even saying is if everything is missions, nothing is missions. Is it's almost a little bit of that. It can be. It doesn't have to be, but it can be that desire to take the cross out of the equation, and just go. Yeah. I'm doing missions by meeting these physical needs, and that's very true in the sense that you're meeting, you're doing the the um scop. What is that? Uh, Oh, only Swedish speaking? words are coming <laughs> to mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't think. Anyway, you're doing the things that Jesus wants us to do, but at the end of the day, that cross is offensive, um, yeah. and it's and it's a hard thing. And so that message has to be there. Um, but then that brings us to a, a, a topic that we hope to get to in the near future. You and I were talking about, but that's the idea of how do you have these conversations. How do you not just mischaracterize something everyone's yeah. saying and say, Oh, so you're saying, and yeah. rather, how do you listen as a missionary? And I think that's, that's one of the hardest things that we we do. So that'll be an important sure. conversation that we have yep. for another time. Uh, man, we, we went over uh, the time that we, were, we, we, we were <laughs> talking, but this is good. We always do that. Um, hey, listen, couple of things, people um, subscribe, uh, leave us a five-star review. I'll take a four-star review. Um you know, I'm not I'm not against it. Uh, variation is a is a good thing. Um, and then if you have not listened to the Stefan Pass interview, go back and listen. If you're working in a secular context, you need to you need to be listening to that. Yes, and it was, then it was next really in in, a, in another week, uh, we've got Todd Bolsinger coming up about adaptive change, adaptive leadership really, really important interview. And uh, definitely listen to that. Um, Anyway, uh, if you're listening out there and you've got topics you want to hear us riff on, let us know. Otherwise, um, have a great week. Garrick, it's good to see you, man. You too, man. Until, Until we do it again, Buen Camino.